I'm not competing with you. I don't care what you do. I don't care. I want to be better, Melissa. Better than me. Better than me. I feel like if you don't agree with me, that means that I didn't explain it well enough and therefore I need to explain it again so you can understand. <laughs> the Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. I decided I want to help create a thousand millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. So first, I want to start off by giving a shout out to everyone supporting us and the channel. We appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we're not on it, we're about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 370 videos on our channel. Cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sabi. We got that. Travel lifestyle vlogs. Got it. Makeup. Got it. Hair growth. Got it. Real estate. Got it. Basketball. Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will probably be on our story. So you can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you do every day. For us, that's the food project, the music project, the clothing project, the fitness project, the sports project, and the Bamboo Project podcast, which you are listening to right now. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter two, page 73 of this story. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's day is August 10th, and it is 6.55 p.m., basically seven o'clock. Um, so, I also like to start off with the screen time. The reason I choose to start off with screen time is because I feel as though, for me, I always want to know how much I, how much time I spent on my phone throughout the week, right? So, I figure if I don't really know, a lot of other people probably don't know either. So this is kind of something I use to jog your uh, your focus on how much time you spend on your phone. So let's see, put my screen recorder on. All right, seven hours and 36 minutes. All right, so on Sunday, I don't know what I did. What did we do on Sunday? I think I might have went to work. It's interesting. What was I doing? Yeah, I was cheating. I spent four hours and 52 minutes on my phone for the whole day. That's crazy, that's insane. That's, that's crazy. And then on Monday, I spent nine hours and four minutes. And today, so far, on Tuesday, I spent eight hours and 53 minutes on my phone. So, let's see. What was I doing the most on my phone? On Sunday, I did YouTube for an hour and nine minutes. So far, 58 minutes. Instagram for 50 minutes. Twitter, 26 minutes. And YouTube Studio, 20 minutes. Then we got yesterday was YouTube was two hours and 20 minutes. Safari, hour and a half. Instagram, 44 minutes. And photos, 47 minutes. Why was that my photos for 47 minutes? That's interesting. Oh, Airbnb was 40 minutes. And then today, two and a half hours on YouTube. 
two hours on Safari, an hour and 15 minutes on Instagram, hour on Google, you know, so forth and so forth. So that's how I spent my phone time this week. And I don't think I've hit my Instagram limit uh, for a couple of days. That's kind of good. Um, but I'm going to drink some water first. Can you get some water? Before I want to, I think today's going to be a, a good episode. I have some things I really want to touch on. I actually want to read a comment first, um, just because I just got the comment. It's about Jerry Norton. So I'm very curious what they're saying about him. Uh, people who don't know. I mean, you probably know. Somebody said, I think Jerry is a fraud. I paid him a lot of money and can't find him when I need help. Flipster is a waste of money. A waste of the bag emoji. Um, shout out to my man, Doug Smith. Uh, listen, man. I've heard that before. I've heard people don't like Jerry. People who haven't used Jerry like jerry so yeah i'm curious what your uh why it's a fraud like what what you need help with with flipster that's i'm curious about that um but with that all of that to the side i want to start off with some very very great news it's been a very long year it is now august 10th i think it is yeah. and we had a lot of ups and downs on this channel a lot of real estate ups and downs whether it's wholesaling whether it's trying to flip a house i really don't know what's left for us to do in real estate that we haven't done yet trying to do airbnb um maybe maybe land development maybe next we could try that let's try and do that next develop a building um so we've been trying to break free from this um, financial burden that the world has put on us you know and everybody wants to be financially free so we've been trying to do that and we have a video obviously we went to atlanta that was our first intro into learning about airbnb it was our first time trying to figure out how to get an airbnb and we learned what we need to do that airbnb we didn't have any of those things so from then i don't know a month that was let's say that was february right so from february to now we have been striving to get an airbnb on the way to get to that airbnb we ended up buying a house that we decided that we were going to airbnb out we have not been able to do that because the house is taking longer to finish renovating so that was going to be our first airbnb in philadelphia right so the reason i just found this out the other day was people who don't know this the reason why it was taking so much longer is because the permit had gotten held up so we weren't expecting the permit to take this long to get and we could have actually gotten the permit even sooner but what i had to find out through learning about real estate is that to do the permit you have to have the drawings of the property right and that's normally a very very quick process but for us it's been it's been almost a month since we have gotten these drawings. We haven't gotten them yet, but we were supposed to get them. I think it's longer than a month. I I think it's not uncommon that permits hold people up, mm -hmm. but is it usually like getting the actual permits from the city, or is it getting the drawings? That's the thing. We would I think we would have already had the permit by now, but they can't submit the permit application until they have the drawing and the guy took a month to get us the drawing to then submit the app the permit application which then takes another month to actually process 30 to 45 days huh he finished it i don't know so he asked me for the deed which i sent to him 
uh, yesterday. So that was what he told me that the engineer or the architect needed to be able to make the drawing or submit the application. So that got held up. We over budget 40K already. We're, we're behind schedule now about two months or so. And we put a lot of money into that. Almost all the money that we had, we put into that, right? So a couple of weeks ago, we came into a property in Philadelphia. Shout out to my man, Chris, who put us on to this property that allows Airbnb. We've been going back and forth with them trying to get this property under contract. It had, again, our ups and our downs. You can see in the last three, I don't know, maybe four episodes, five episodes, I don't really know how many it's been, of us thinking we got it, thinking that they curved us, thinking that we're back, then thinking that they curved us again. Last week, we finally got the lease for the building. Finally. So we have three Airbnb, we have signed a lease for three units, a whole building in Philadelphia. It's a, it's a I guess you call it a townhouse maybe. A multi-family building, which I think you would call it. It's a multi-family building, and we have all three units. First floor, second floor, and a third floor are for us. It's a 3,000-square-foot place. It's two. There are three, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, and the first floor has a backyard that we have to furnish. So we are going to be going to Philadelphia this weekend. We're going to spend a week out there and furnish the property. We've been trying to find which property to get. We've been designing it in the house. We more or less have designs for the property. Now, one thing I've always learned or I've seen multiple times from a lot of successful people, and that was one thing that I envisioned in my head when we started the Bamboo Project. It shout out to Toby Nwigwi. It was an interview he did, and Russ also, um, and Eric Thomas. Because they, they all echo the same sentiment, which is, People help you when you decide to put the work in. So the example that Toby gave was if you're on the side of the road and you're asking anybody to pull over for you, nobody's going to want to pull over because you're asking them. But if you go on the road, you're trying to do the, fix the car yourself. People are more likely to want to come over and help you fix your car. Right. And I feel like that is very common in what we're doing. So as people have seen on Instagram, we've been posting that our journey to becoming Airbnb host. And one of Melissa's family members reached out to her and she is an interior designer. So that takes he that takes away from all the creative design that we have to do in terms of picking out furniture, in terms of what the space could look like, the color scheme. And it allows her because she's also has her own company that she's starting. It allows her to be able to have a portfolio to build for her other clients that she's gonna have in the future. So, I said to me, I think it's amazing that we were able to find her and she went out to the property on Sunday to get the measurements. I still don't know what's going on with the property. We have signed the lease for the three units. We have not put down any deposit yet. We don't have, we have the, the key code for the building. We have that. We don't have the portal to pay our rent so i don't know which one is more important to have because can we move in there without paying it might be due the first day i don't remember when we first paid rent for it. i feel like we had i feel like we had to put something down to get in the house in here um. yeah so i you know I, I think that i'm hoping i would prefer that we have to pay the money before that day 
so that it's already out the way. I don't want to have to wait until that day to actually have to pay the money. So we're going to see how that goes. We're going to be out there. So that means that next week's podcast will be in Philadelphia. So that'll be interesting. We'll be doing a podcast from our first Airbnb unit. That'll be fun. Um, we're trying to just figure out how many, uh, how much furniture we need. Right now, our budget for each each apartment is like uh, like six thousand dollars per apartment. Right now, it's looking like that's that's like between six and seven thousand dollars. So it leads me to believe I really don't understand how people are furnishing apartments for Airbnb. I've been seeing a common thing for people on Twitter and kind of Instagram, people don't like going to Airbnbs and all they have is the cheap furniture. And a lot of gurus on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter who do do Airbnb talk about furnishing a whole apartment for $2,500. And I don't really know how that's possible to do. Like a whole apartment, I think that's gonna be really hard, especially if there's more than one bedroom. A, a bed costs, you gotta get a mattress, a bed, you got to get towels. You got to get furniture. Like, let's say bedside tables. You may want to get a light, a TV. That's just for one room. That's not even a living room. So I don't know how people are furnishing for $2,500 the whole apartment. I mean, I can't say I don't know. Because I've gone to some Airbnbs and I've seen the little stool chairs that you see at, you know, picnics and whatnot in the house. They got the Facebook Marketplace couch. They got the uh, ottoman that don't match the furniture. They just threw my stuff in there. So I understand. But right now, like I said, it looks like we're spending about six to $7,000 a month, not a month, uh, per unit to start. Um, I, I'm just thinking about the return on an investment. If we're, that's, that's, that's uh, $18,000 plus the 24, what's the math on that? I feel like that's 30, two. Oh shit, 42. So how long will it take us to get $42,000 back from this apartment? How long? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, I don't think it's gonna take that long. What do you think? I think maybe four months. You think we make $10,000 a month? Well, actually, you won't know what's crazy. You right. You are right. Because here's the thing. We have to make at least $6,000 per month. That's the minimum. So that means for us to make $10,000 a month, we have to make an additional uh, like 12, 24, 36, like $1,400 extra per unit per month. That means each unit has to bring us in about $3,500 a month for us to recoup our $40,000 by September, October, by the end of the year. So that means from now to the end of the year, we could have possibly made 40K. We have a two-year lease. So that means every four months, you're making 40K. So that means in three months, it's 120K. Well, listen, I'm just saying, the numbers seem amazing to me. I just I just hope that they, they pan out that way. You feel me? Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. And then in the process, we still have the other property. Which the, Listen, we're juggling stuff, and we just finesse it. That's what we do. We finesse it until we get to the end goal. Um, also, shout out to Diamond from YouTube. We were talking to her. She was asking how we were able to afford this. I'm pretty sure other people might have that similar question. We maxed out every credit card we ever got. We, as I mean, it's funny. People who are watching the, the podcast will know how we got here because we we apply for Mac credit cards, uh, Mad loans, 
Uh, we have asked family for money. Uh, we've went in, well, well, both of us. She went into her, what is that called? Yeah, that you haven't. 401k and an IRA. Yeah, she went to a 401k and R, R, what is it? IRA. IRA. IRA from Starbucks when she was working there about two, three years ago. And then we've had, she took her money from there and put it into Fidelity. And then we took that money out. I had my money in Fidelity as well as some other stocks took that money out. And we just been kind of flipping it and flipping it and flipping it. And stimulus checks. Stimulus, right. Stimulus checks. I got $10,000 from a settlement earlier in the year uh, that we turned into this. And as far as credit goes, so what we, what we normally do is we will make a, make a PayPal account and then buy something from ourselves. And then the money that they keep their processing fee of like 3% and then the money goes into our account. So it counts as cash. And then we can take that out and spend that on a property to buy. And then when the money comes back, we pay it off and things like that. That's what we've been doing so far. Um, so yeah, but like I said, we have we have finally did it. We have secured three units for Airbnb, and this is like the game begins now. The game has finally we have we have finally got our foot in the entrepreneur door of being able to make money based off based off our creative decisions. That's always been the goal: is how can we make money based off what we think as opposed to what we actually have to do ourselves. And we are right toenail on the doorstep. Because once the money comes in from this, we can then reinvest it into music, into clothes, into food, into sports, into fitness, into ourselves, into the cat, dogs, everything. Life, Living traveling, conditions. huh? Living. Living conditions, right? So with, with all of that, you know, comes the YouTube channel gets better. Everything just grows. That's the plan. So, uh, oh yeah, YouTube check. We are. We haven't gotten a couple subscribers in a while. I don't know. We got, right now we're at 968. So we are 32 away from being monetized, guys. 32 away. Honestly, that if we get one a day for the next month, we should be monetized. So, listen. Who knows? Who knows? This is when, when August. So we're going to see. We're going to see what happens, man. But uh, let's. Yeah. Oh, I also don't want to let this one go, too. I forgot. You know, kind of stay in the topic of credit cards and Airbnb and funding a while ago i applied for an apple card honestly i think when i applied for that apple card it was the second time we were going to philadelphia whenever nephew was with us so maybe it was the second time or third time nephew and my mom were with us oh they went with us to philly yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it was second it was the second time okay so i had got approved for fifteen hundred dollars Right now, the reason why I love the Apple card to apply for is because if you have an Apple phone, they tell you what you will be approved for right there before they even check your credit. To me, that's amazing because it was it, it, it allowed me to go. Nah, that's too low. I know my worth. I'm worth more than that. Fifteen hundred dollars. What am I gonna do with that? I can't. Now that we're making these big moves, I need big dollars. I can't move around with fifteen hundred dollars. So I didn't. I didn't accept it. I left it there. Right. So for whatever reason. Whatever reason, I was in the house and I was just thinking about it. I was like, I wonder what, I don't remember how much they offered me. I don't really remember. So I went to go check and they said, do you want to see how much you would get if you apply for the card? I said, you know what? Sure. I don't really remember what the number was and it does not affect my credit. So I decided I'm going to go and look into this. Fill out, it's not even an application. You just kind of put your name in, might put your social in, soft credit check. You guys also know I've been talking about Experian, signing up for Experian. That has boosted my credit score because 
They have, again, you can pay for Netflix, you can pay for your phone bill and your utility bill. That all makes your credit score go up. If you, if they call it self-reported on the website. So you self-report these things, they increase your credit score. It's crazy if you pay for three months. So I did that like a week or two ago, right? Been monitoring my credit. I fill out the application for the Apple card and I got approved for the Apple card, right? Now, I'm not surprised I got approved because I got approved the first time. I don't think they have a really strict policy on who they approve personally. I don't think so. What, you think? I think that they're, they work with you. In terms of what? Because I, when I uh, first applied for my Apple card, I had got denied. Mm-hmm. Though I don't remember exactly what my credit score was, but it wasn't above a 700. Mm-hmm. Um, probably was not even above 650. So... I think they work with you because they told me they denied me at first Mm -hmm. and then they told me they gave me steps to follow like make your minimum payment and reduce your your utilization by three hundred dollars or something like that Mm -hmm. and they'll reevaluate like they will give me a card how do they know how much you're paying off they're just gonna keep checking oh see that's what i'm saying so to me it's a two bar um i think that if you, like I said, to me, I think they are the best. Not that I don't say the best. I think they're a very good option to go with. My credit score right now, uh, let me just give you guys a quick rundown. So, you know, I want to be as transparent as possible so you guys have an idea of where I'm currently at and how you can get there if you need to to help yourself. You feel me? Oh. Did it go up? Did it go up? Listen, I keep trying to t- Listen. Y'all can play if y'all want to. Y'all can play if y'all want to. I just want to say that it's going up. It's going up all year. You know the vibes. So, do you remember what I told you my, la- my credit score was last for Experian? I think it was like six something. Right? So, what happened? Honestly, like two weeks ago. It was like two weeks ago. Whenever I made the podcast about Experian, my credit score was 650, right? And they were like, it's Experian. And they said, okay, add uh, your phone bill from T-Mobile. My score went up 10 points. Then they said, all right, if you add your Con Ed bill and your something else bill, we'll, we'll uh, increase your score some more. So at the time, I had switched my card, pay, who I was using to pay. So I only had two months on that one card. I didn't have three months. So now that the third month came in, my credit score on Experian is currently a 684. Okay. Now, it, a month ago, my, my, probably, it was maybe like 617. I got... People who were, I was applying for cars and they were just like, no, your score is too low. And this is after my score was up. It went down like 70 points. I'm like, God, damn, this is crazy. My score for the Experian is right now 684. Equifax, my score is 690 on Equifax. And on TransUnion, my score is 707. So all I'm saying is you see the play-by-play. You see the play-by-play, Right? One thing I've noticed too, which I haven't figured out how to finesse it yet. I, I, there's a way to finesse it, but I don't know. Whenever you apply for a credit card, they only check one bureau because they'll tell you which bureau they check when they give you your denial letter. Cause I get a lot of those. <laughs> so and when I see, I'm like, oh, they check TransUnion and my score is 617. But when I look on, you know, online, my experience score is 690. So I'm like, damn. If I could only apply to the cards that only check the score that I have that's high, 
I'll have a better approval rating. But the only problem is I don't know how to tell who uses which bureau. That's the only problem. But like I said, my credit score is 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 doing pretty well. 684. It's not in the 700s yet, but we getting there. We getting everything it just says good. And honestly, this one kind of close to whatever comes after good. Is that great? What's an experience one is uh yeah. So we listen. All right, man. Listen, y'all gonna keep playing. Y'all gonna be y'all gonna be watching. Be like, I thought. How did y'all? What? Yeah. How much? How much money y'all make every month? How did y'all do that? Watch the podcast. Watch the YouTube channel. You'll see everything. You can see everything on there. Um, honestly, you know, sometimes I'm, I mean, I can't say I'm I'm surprised. I'm not because I said this before in the podcast. I said this months ago. I said I don't know how we gonna do it, but I know I still have a whole little deal yet, which I'm gonna do. I said. We're going to find a way to get out of this. I know that when I do something, I'm usually good at it. I don't really know how we're going to go from quitting my job as an Uber bike messenger, Melissa not working, to somehow being rich. There's a gap there. I don't. There's a, I have an A and I have a C, but the B I don't get. I didn't understand. I got the B. We stepping and knocking on C's door right now. Just want to let y'all know. Um, but like I said, Apple Car proof. Oh, I tell you the amount. My bad. I don't think I told y'all. So the amount that I got approved for from the Apple car was $5,500, right? So here's my plan. Cause I've been, I've been learning the credit card game a little bit. I'm gonna run these cards up, pay them off, right? And then apply to get a increase on all my cards. And one thing I've noticed, can't prove it yet, not sure. So listen, I could try it, I don't know, can't prove it. I've been paying my card off almost after every purchase. Like every, maybe after the end of the week or something like that, right? And I think that that, they like that. I'm getting a feeling that these companies like me to do that. So I think that the more, because I wasn't really using my card before, but I think the more I use my card, the more money they make on processing fees, as opposed to me just paying my minimum. Because I pay my minimum every month, they make $100, you know, from that, and then they get 100 from the interest. But if I'm spending my car regularly, 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 and I'm thinking that processing fee of 2.9%, like let's say for example, right? I run my, let's say my car limit is 10K. I run up the whole thing that week, right? That means that they're gonna make $200 on that, right? Off that week. Now, I can do that over, I can do that four times in a week if I have that kind of money. They're gonna make $400 that week in profit. Plus whatever interest I might accrue if I let the balance roll over, and it lets them know, oh, oh, you pay, oh, you pay stuff back. You want some more money? Here, take this, cause now we know that you could spend forty k in a month. We are gonna give you a forty k limit, cause you might spend forty k in a week, and you might have to pay us two percent, two point nine percent of that. We gonna get a little bag. So listen, that's the game I think is being played. I'm gonna try and play it, and we are gonna see what happens. When I come down here and I tell you I have a hundred k credit limit, y'all gonna be like, how? I'm gonna be like, I don't know. So, um. Some other things from a life update. Uh, let's see. Because I've been trying to change the format a little bit in the last week or so. I've been realizing that I think a lot of my life update topics are are more so topics, not life update. So I'm trying to weed out what's a life update and what's topic. Uh, Melissa, what be life update? Melissa has now got another job, which I think is so funny. Because y'all remember when we were getting scammed? Well, she was getting scammed. I wasn't getting scammed. A week ago, <laughs> Melissa, two weeks ago, Melissa was getting scammed on being a personal, I keep saying personal, a project, that's not easy, don't tell, I got it. <laughs> production assistant, right? Yes. Okay. She was a production assistant and she had got scammed 
and almost lost money. I think she would have got money, but who knows? She might have went to jail. We don't know yet. But now she has worked three times at this point. One day for free, second day for $75, and the third day was for $180, right? So not only is she getting that money, she is also, there are new jobs coming up that are paying more money. So not only are they paying more money, they're giving her more days. So more days times more money overall. Listen, y'all do math, right? Y'all at least pass the third grade. So if she, before it was 180, now they're offering 250 a day. Now this is, the, again, listen to this. This is still on the low end. You can still get more than this, depending on how much she works. But I think they will have like some contract. They got a two-week contract. They have a three-week contract, but we're going to Philadelphia. So that's in the middle of her, you know, in that contract period. Um, it would be like 180 a day for five days or 250 a day for five days, but three weeks. Right? Is that correct? Yeah. So y'all do the math. It's like, it's like 250 $1,000 a week about between. 250 is, is over 1000 I mean, I think you only work in five days. Yeah, 250 times five is like 125. It is. It is 1250. Yeah, 1250. Facts. So she'll be making between like like $700 a week to $1,200 a week, depending on how much she's getting paid. So again, listen, we're going to figure that money, take it. We're going to figure out how to flip it again to make to buy another. Listen, it's, cra I don't, it's just crazy. This is the method. I don't know why I wasn't doing this when I was 20 years old. I, you know how much stuff I could have bought? I can know how many houses I could have bought at 20 years old if I knew how this worked. Shout out to Diamond for helping me. Bruh, I had so much money. So much money. I had so much money coming in from working as a bike messenger. And I just was like, I don't even know what I was doing with it. You know what it was? I'm not. Let me not say that. I was starting two other companies which were which would have been great think about this i was starting a company that was instacart before instacart was as big as it is that's what was happening it was instacart in the hoods of the bronx there were no instacart in the area i was i was the company i was starting was around before instacart got to those areas that i wanted to go into so and then it was a grocery delivery company and it wasn't actually like an Uber version. It was more so of a of a software type of thing where it's more so for how you connect the the personal. The, okay, I'll, I'll tell you how it works. It's a little bit small. Most grocery stores have delivery drivers. They just don't really have a system for it. They just have people that take food to your house. But what we were going to do was have a system that allows people who are in their house to actually order from the grocery store. So we would set it up so that you can place an order. They would get it and then they could deliver it to you. And it was it was working. Like It actually worked. People like we had people test it. People were ordering. They were delivering the groceries. It was the craziest thing. It was so I think that's so crazy that we actually got that far. That's so crazy to me. That is crazy. So, like I said, that, that was the plan. And then imagine the pandemic hit. Oh, what? Well, we would have been millionaires already. So that's where my money went that, during that time. So, listen, I'm not mad at it. What? I didn't even think about how that would work. You know, I would have been a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm not, like, it's going to happen. I, when? I can't tell you when, but it's going to happen. So then, uh, let's go on to the next thing let's see what life update um talk to my therapist today uh what did we talk about today we talked more about my oh right i remember my emotions we talked about my emotions um um and last week i was trying to 
figure out what words to use for my emotions. And I couldn't come up with any words. So as I was talking to him, I had not as I was talking to him, but earlier in the week, I came, I found a list of words that I then told him today. And he, you know, he thought it was cool. He's like, okay, I can see how this works. I'm, we had some, what do we talk about? I feel like, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I feel like he is not as present as he used to be. That's what I feel like. And I feel like he is very helpful. Still by far very helpful. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like our he be coming a little late sometime, like a couple minutes, like six, seven minutes late. And then I feel like he'd be leaving early. I feel like the first two times or the first time and a half, it was like we went over the time. We were on the phone for over the time, like past the time. So I was like, mm, that's interesting. So now he has less time. So I don't really know what that means. I'm just saying this is what I'm noticing. That's all I'm saying. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, what, what did we talk about? We talked about. Oh, okay. We talked about Melissa, who I love very much. All right. Um, because what I've been working on this week is, in the last two weeks or so, is trying to communicate how I feel and trying to communicate it in a way that's not incendiary because I don't want it to come off where me and Melissa are, where it becomes combative. I don't want that. I want it to be, okay, this is how I feel. And I want to be able to say how I feel without making it seem like it's her fault. Even if I'm mad at something that she did, because even though she did something, that's not the reason why I'm upset. I'm upset about myself and whatever I'm thinking. So I've been trying to communicate that to her. Uh, I think that the other day, I think we had a breakthrough in our conversation. I feel like during our conversation, I have been trying to say how I feel more because normally if I get upset about something, I just don't say anything. I just go, you know what? It is what it is. I don't really care. Like, all right, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm gonna leave it alone. That's that's normally how I react to things. Um, I try to just, I try to just go, all right, this is, this is what girls do, or this is what Melissa does, or I can't change people. It is what it is. Don't say nothing, right? And lately I've been trying to, okay, communicate how you feel. So I'm thinking, like, okay, what words? How do I say this? What do I feel? How do I, I don't know what I feel right now. I know I don't like this, but I don't know what it is. And I'd be thinking like, okay, come on, we gotta communicate, figure this out, right? So yesterday, Melissa and I were talking about uh, designing the house, like the Airbnb house, right? And I felt some tension between us when we were trying to design the house and I didn't understand, I was conf I felt confused as to what was causing the tension. Now, normally I would just say, okay, she's annoyed by something. I don't know what it is, or she doesn't like when we are both working on the same thing. So this is what's causing it. So I figure if I just work through it in terms of get through the end, get to the end of the goal, which is get the design done, then it'll all be fine. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna try something different. I'm going to express how I feel that I don't like something, right? So as I was expressing how I feel, I said something that I feel like resonated with Melissa. And I didn't know this, I didn't know that I, I didn't know that 
this was happening until I expressed how I felt and this also came along with it. But I feel as though, or I felt as though Melissa at the time was not trying to understand me. She was not trying to listen to what I was saying. She was more so trying to prove why what she's saying is right. And to me, that causes an, uh, an obstacle because if I am trying to explain what I'm thinking and you're trying to explain what you're thinking, there is no understanding what the other person is saying because nobody at that point is trying to understand. So I feel like I'll be trying to understand personally. I feel like Melissa be like, I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear that. Uh, yeah, okay, I heard you. But you feel like that's not true? Okay. What do you feel like is true? I feel like... I feel like... A lot of the times, we both try to say that either one of us is right. So I feel like I'm right. You feel like you're right. And I feel like a lot of the times, it's kind of the truth like we're both kind of right about the situation because of how we were looking at it mm -hmm. but then once you look at it through the other person's perspective then it's like oh i see how you interpreted this or i see why this is the situation through your lens mm -hmm. and i think that that's the valuable thing not the oh i don't want to understand you and you don't want to understand me i think like i said i i don't agree with what you said right now because i think that the majority of the time i try to understand you i don't think that i don't think you try to understand me i think that you probably do make a conscious decision to try and listen i see you do it i see you close your eyes mm -hmm. so you can focus on what i'm saying mm -hmm. your feedback what i'm saying to me mm -hmm. and all that stuff I, we don't need your commentary all right <laughs> okay so and I, I respect and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I, sir. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, my bad. Okay. So, I, however, do feel like I can work on that and be more conscious of when that's happening. So, I feel like there was a time where I was more present in doing so. I think after I read a book about boundaries and read a book about listening. But I think over time, I kind of lost touch with that. So, these situations show me that I still have to work on that. And I, and I, I, I accept accountability for that. So, that's what I have to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, with that being said, mm -hmm. yes, I do feel like you actively try to listen to me. Mm -hmm. I do not think in those moments that I actively try to listen to you. I do think that I try to... I feel like if you don't agree with me that means that i didn't explain it well enough and therefore i need to explain it again so you can understand where i'm coming from i okay i think that's part of it i think if i don't agree with it you think i don't understand you yes but so I, I have to explain it again so right <laughs> and i'm like because I, I'll, I'll repeat it back to you i'm like this is what you said right this is what you mean, right? And then I go, nope. that don't make sense. And you'll be like, okay, let me tell you again. And say the <laughs> same thing back to me. And I'll be like, I heard you. I understand what you're saying. I don't think that's right. And I'll say, it's my reason why. Oh, you don't want to hear my reason. Okay, so tell me again why what I'm saying is wrong. Okay, I heard that. It's the third thing you said three times already. All right, I got you. So Melissa, this is why, but the, oh, you will come here? Okay, all right, I'll wait. I think that 
is what happens. But I think that we had a breakthrough. I think that me being better at communicating is definitely helpful. Um, whoa, what was all of that? I don't know what all that was about. I don't know how you make it a claim like that. What, Mr. Like, I can't even, Mr. I can't express my emotions. Is better at communicating. Can you fix your face? What, see, she didn't hear what I said. See, there you go. She didn't hear what I said. I said that me getting better at communicating oh. helps. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. See? Being better. I bet. I bet you thought that. I bet you thought that. Even if I said that, I'm talking about myself. Being better at communicating helps. Not being better than you. Being better than me at communicating. See, you think I'm trying to? I'm not competing with you. I don't care what you do. I don't care. I want to be better, Melissa. Better than me. Better than me. Better than me. I was. I want to be better than me. So if you want to do whatever you want to do, that's on you. I go, okay. Yesterday I tried telling her this. It didn't work. What can I do differently to get to communicate what I'm feeling? Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Everything is, thing is about her. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's obviously my world that I'm living in. Uh, clear, uh, yes, obviously. Yes, that is a fact. Um, so, oh, uh, damn. This is something that I kind of want to touch on that's really... How do I even bring this up? Um, okay. Alright, so Alright, I'm gonna switch gears to something. Um, I think that a lot of people don't watch anime that listen to the podcast. That's my assumption. I don't know if it's true, that's just my assumption. I have no way to gauge that. I'm just guessing, throwing shots in the dark. I don't know. But there is a, a, a anime that I watched recently. Melissa has look at you thirsty look at you every time thirsty look at me pick me that's you Melissa every time every time every time can't even can't, I can't even get the sentence out before she bought to I told you I told it was me it was me it me 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 I told me it was me t- every time can't even can't even get it out look at you fiending fiending y'all see it hey you, you heard me right tell him tell him I said it tell him tell him I told you about tell him tell him tell him tell him I said it ridiculous Jesus Christ are you done can I finish the sentence? Can I finish what I was saying now? Golly. As I was saying, the anime that Melissa Burnett told me about, because that's what everybody know, Melissa Anita Burnett told me about this anime that I am about to talk about right now. Melissa, my girlfriend Burnett, said this. Do you feel better now? Does that help? Do you want them to know now that you told me about it? Okay. All right, now that we all know that I only know this anime because of Melissa. If Melissa was not here, I would not know about this anime at all. But with her, I know about it. So, if I didn't know Melissa, I wouldn't watch this anime and I would not have found this scene. So, thank you, Melissa, for putting me onto anime. Thank you. So, as I was saying, is an anime she been telling me to watch, right? And I've been, I'm been, well... We, we've been watching it, right? First season, I'm like, yo, I'm not really fucking with this anime, right? She's like, no, you gotta. I'm like, I, I'm just not feeling this. It's not for me. I like to see suspense. I like to see uh, layers. I like to see character development. I like to see an obstacle to overcome. I like to see uh, good drawings. I like to see a lot of good fight scenes. I like a lot of those things. 
a lot of those things weren't there in the first season. The fight scenes were okay. The suspense was not really there. They had a couple of two, three episodes maybe that were okay. Uh, they be having the, the drawings. I'm not really into the 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 funny little cute anime. I'm not really into that. They have a little of that in there. I'm, I'm not really fucking with that, right? However, the second season has been a lot better than the first season. Now there was a scene, and I I'm not. Let me see. Can I pull it up? I'm not gonna pull it up. Um. I'll give some context, okay? Now, people who don't watch anime, just bear with me. I'll get to the point once I get through the anime portion of it, and I'll explain how it all ties in. So recently, uh, over the last year or so, I've been talking about how I think that black women are the most powerful people in the world, right? And we had a conversation recently with Melissa on here. I think think it was on the podcast where I said that Women have a choice. Black women have a choice. Because you guys are so powerful and so strong, you have a choice you have to make. You can wait until you find the man that's stronger than you that makes you happy. Or you can make yourself less strong or hide your strength to then appease the men that are on a lower level than you are strength-wise. Right? By strength, it could be education, it could be finance, whatever you want to put strength in. Okay. So, context is the anime portion of this uh, segment. If I if I miss anything up, please let me know because you know you like the anime. I know if I didn't watch it, it wouldn't be for you, fine, you know. So, there's a boy in this anime, right? And he has something called an Adola burst, right? The word's not that important unless you know what this word means. I don't know. That's what he has. And what the Adola Burst is, it's a flame within him that is very, very strong, you know, fuels his powers. Okay? Stay with me. Non-anime people. People want to get him for his Adola Burst. They want to use his power because he's so strong. Right? Now, they want him so bad that they experiment on him. They kidnapped him. For the most part, and they experiment on him. Now, they have this guy who is, they call him the Uncle Reaper, right? And how they experiment on him is they make him fight, right? They have to test his power, see how strong he is. He has to fight him all the time. And this guy always says to him, I love fight. I love the weak. I love bullying the weak and picking on the weak. And I'm watching the anime. And I'm like, damn, what kind of weirdo is this? Like, who actively wants to fight the weak like that's crazy to me right and mind you he's, he's an older dude he's he's like yeah i only want to fight weak people so throughout that episode there's different comments about you know it's like little jokes where they, i think his boss called him and said hey what are you doing why are you not fighting the monster he's like well he's too strong i want to fight the kids that's weak i don't want to fight this guy i only want to pick on the little kids like you don't pay me enough for this to be fighting people that strong no 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 i want to fight i want only pick on the weaklings that's all i want to do is fight weaklings that's my that's my goal in life to beat up all the weaklings, right? So I'm like, that's a strange thing. I'm thinking, I'm automatically, I think pedophile in my head, right? So the kid's name is, what's the kid's name? I just think about that. I don't know. It's, it's Nan, let's call him Nantucket, something like that, right? Call him Nantucket. Now, Nantucket has the Adola Burst, and you have Uncle Reaper. So Nantucket, his whole life, they have a scene where they show him as a kid 
where he got a hundred on his tests and his parents are like his mom is so excited oh my god you're i love you you're amazing you're so smart your dad would be so proud of you i knew you could do it you're my son i love you so much and this is great you you reach your potential you're it's amazing right i know y'all could probably relate to this right i feel like you you feel the love from your parents when you get the hundred the scene follows that with him getting another grade Right, I don't think they showed the the grade yet. They just showed how mad his mother was. That they, let's call him a failure. How can you do this? Your dad's gonna hate you. Your dad's gonna hate me. I can't believe you failed at this. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? You're a terrible child. Why don't you ever listen? You don't do what you're supposed to do. How did this happen? Right? And they talk about he failed. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. I go from hundred to failing. My man got an 87 on the test. But he was in tears, crying. His parents, they showed, you know, they had the drawings. Parents looked angry at him. His parents' faces all dejected. They're like, I can't believe that you, at my son, had an 87. Like, what kind of, you ain't my child with an 87. Get out of here, right? So I believe they even gave, they gave him away to the people who want to experiment on him, which is a larger company called Hygema. Let's call them the large company. Because they felt like, okay, now you have some use. You over here getting an 87, you're useless now. But you have it. They want you. Now you have some type of value. We're proud of you now. Now that you're over there with them, right? So now he has this complex where he feels as though he is not valuable unless he is doing a unless he is getting a hundred on his test or unless he is what's the word I'm looking for? Um What would you call that? What is he? Uh, unless he is meeting everyone else's expectations of him, he feels like less than a person if he does not meet everyone else's expectations. So right so now, you have his parents who want him to get a hundred. You got the the company who is telling him you have to. You're the gonna save the world. You have to get stronger. You have to figure this out. You have to learn it. You don't learn it. We're gonna beat you up until you learn. You have to learn it. Why don't you understand this? Learn it. We need you to learn this, right? He might be like ten years old, right? Then they had this scene where they're fighting outside, and some other villains come and they go, "We need your powers because we're gonna blow up the world. We need your fire to blow up the world." So now he's like, "Okay." All right, I'm going to help. I'm going to make everybody happy. I'm going to make everybody wants me to be stronger. Everybody wants me to have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. Everybody wants me to be better. I'm going to make sure that everybody is proud of me. Whether, Mind you, even though all the people have different goals for why they want them to be stronger, he tells himself that he is going to meet all of the expectations. There's also a fourth person. This person is how he even got his powers in the first place. This person kidnapped him, injected him with some bug, and gave him the powers. So now he has an alter ego of this person in his head who's always telling him, Come on, go, you could do it, go, 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 just go, just go, just go, right? That's what he's telling him every time in his head. So now he has his parents who are looking at him to do, to be the best. He has the Reaper looking at him to do the best. He has the villains who are controlling him and saying, why aren't you stronger? What the fuck? Like, what's wrong with you? And then he has the company, the large company, tell him, you got to be strong. Why are you not stronger? Right? So now it gets to a point where he's super strong. Right? He feels like I'm so strong. I got bigger. I'm stronger. Right? This fight scene. So he's really super strong. Right? 
And he's going crazy because he's like, I'm going to do it for you guys, everybody. I'm not going to let anybody down. I'm going to make sure that I'm strong for everybody, right? So I'm watching this scene. I'm, I'm looking at him like, okay, you know, I kind of see where this is going. Like, I, you know, I'm like, all right, interesting. So this is where, for me, I think that this became a very pivotal, pivotal scene for the anime and I think a, a breakthrough for my understanding of a problem that we have in the real world. The Uncle Reaper dude, right? Who is also, remember, the pedophile type dude, right? That's why he's over there torturing kids in his lab facility where they're doing experiments on him. He's getting mad at the kid because he's like, yo, what did I tell you? I told you to be weak. Why are you being strong? What the, what's wrong with you? I'm about to beat your ass because I told you I don't want none of that shit, right? So he's getting mad. He's like, yo, you know what? Obviously, I'm about to beat your ass because I told you. Why, why, why are you this big? He's like 100 feet tall. He's like, you know what? Fine. So the Reaper goes. He's, he's uh, think of it as he has a, a suit on. Let's say it's a suit, right? He's wearing this suit. So the Reaper goes up to him. Cuts off his his left arm, and the kid the kid is screaming. He, the kid is crying actually. He didn't cut off his actual arm, but he cut off the arm of the suit. The kid is crying like, "No, no, let me show you. I'm strong. Like, no, I have to defeat you because I, if I could defeat you, then you'll be proud of me because you know that I'm strong. That's what you want me to be. You want me to be strong. So he's yelling at the guy at the Reaper like, "No, no, don't like you don't you can't beat me because if you beat me, I I lose as a person. I don't get to what I, I don't accomplish what I want to accomplish. I can't make you proud if you beat me." So the, the Reaper's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I told you to be weak. Cut his other arm off. Right? Now the kid is crying. He's like crying and screaming like, no, he wants to be strong. And the guy's like, no, I told you to be weak. So now he's beating his ass, right? Cut his legs off. So now he's pretty much just a body just sitting there on the floor in this like suit thing. And he's now he's crying even more. He's like screaming like, why do you want to beat me? Like you can't beat me because if you beat me, I can't make you proud of me because I'm weak. So then the Reaper goes up to him, right? And grabs him by his head and pulls him out of the suit, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. He about to fuck him up, right? I'm like, he, uh, mind you, Reaper's super strong. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So then this is where the whole scene changes completely. I'm, I'm like, so, I'm mind blown at this point, right? The Reaper starts talking to the kid and he's like, why do you want to be strong? He was like, you are a kid. Like you should be weak. You're like, you should be weak. You should not be looking to get stronger. You should not be looking to, I believe that make everybody else proud. You should not be looking to do these things that you feel everybody else wants you to do. All you need to do is be you and do what he kept. This is the thing that I thought, I thought was really important. He kept saying, all you have to do is be weak. If you want to make me proud, all I want you to do is be weak. And I was just like, that's a very odd choice of words to use to call somebody and tell them to be weak. Right. So then there's a black guy in the scene. Right. And. You know, before I get to what the black guy says, the guy's telling him, like, you know, as long as you can be weak, I'm going to be proud of you. I'm going to always support you. I'm going to always be there for you as I'm going to protect you as long as you stay weak. I'm going to still beat you up. He's like, I can't beat you up if you if you're strong. How can I bully you if you're strong? I need you to be weak. So, like I said, it's still kind of like weird to me. I'm like, all right, here's what ties it all in for me. Right. And I think this was definitely done on purpose. 
the black guy has a line. Mind you, he's a, he's a villain. The black villain has a line, but at the moment, they were all fighting the same person because the guy had got so strong. He has a line. He says, as a minority, that's something that we can understand. Right? I was like, what? Mind you, it was a short line. They cut to him. He's a black guy, and he says that line as a minority. Now, the word minority, everybody knows that it usually ties to certain demographic of people. It's usually brown people. It's what they say the minority is. It's usually black people. It, it's usually black people. It can be Indian, Spanish, other races. But for the most part, it seems to normally be black people. They talk about when they say the minority. But in this moment, I think it ties everybody. But let's say the minority of black people. So... I'm like, wait, why would they cut to that? Why would they cut to him saying that? Like, that's so crazy. And then it dawned on me. This is this is the breakthrough moment that I had, right? I think that what the Reaper was trying to tell the kid to do was to always be a kid, to always be present, to be yourself, to be what makes you happy. Because I think that a lot of times in society with, especially with men, for sure, right? But even more so, I want to say with black women, I feel like people tell them they have to be strong all the time. And I don't think that they want to be strong, but I think their boyfriend tells them to be strong, their father tells them to be strong to deal with other crazy men, their mother says you have to be strong to deal with the world that's going to come. You get to school, you see TV, everything is always saying that black women are not smart. Black women are the you know the lowest in society and i think and before they didn't this is i'm talking about before not now when they were slaves they were the last black women were the last to get anything but even when they was when they had the the feminist marches it was like okay we're marching for the white we're marching for women but not the black women just the the white women when black men got their rights it was like all right black people got their rights it's like no Black men got their rights. Black women didn't get their rights. It's the black men got it. So it's always the, the black women who gets the short end of the stick. So I feel like what happens is they decide, okay, I have to be strong because everybody is putting so much weight on me. You either going to have to carry the weight or you're going to die, right? Uh, philosophically, not philosophically, theoretically speaking, metaphorically speaking, yeah, metaphorically speaking. So what happens, I think, is they become so strong. So now what we have in society is you have black women who are the top in colleges, who are, you know, doing, making money in education, in technology, in sports. And I feel like, and they're dominating in all of their uh, fields, right? But the problem is, if you talk to a lot of black women, I think what I've noticed for me is that they are strong because they have to be not because they want to be and by strong i mean they the strength that they had to get i believe comes from the trauma they had to experience it's not like okay i go out and i you know i learn how to play basketball because i wanted to it's because everybody expects me to be great so i have to do this i have to be this great person because that's what everybody expects me to be i think what comes from that is i'm gonna drink some water
I think what comes from that is a problem we talked about like last week's on the podcast, which is now you have a situation where you're stronger than the men that you want to be with. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this question, but a decision has to be made. And you have to understand what comes with each decision. There's a, there's a pro and con to each one. If black women are this strong in terms of society standards by maybe their demeanor, maybe by their social status, maybe by their financial status, and by demeanor, I mean they don't want to take some bullshit because they feel like they take enough bullshit and they're like, you know what? I detect bullshit, right? You're going to have a smaller pool of men who you can feel safe with, who you can feel comfortable with. It's going to be a smaller pool of men that you can do that with, right? So your option is you can wait for that man, right? Or you can find a guy or be with a guy that is less than what you're looking for. So he's not going to make, he's not going to make you feel safe. He's not going to be stronger and whatever you define to be strong. Those are two options that I see right now. I think this is funny because that's another scene that I'm not going to talk about now because it's very long also, but those two options that I think exist right now. Do you think that there's another option? Well, you do. Okay. There's another option. The other option is that men can become stronger. That's the other option right now. I agree 100% wholeheartedly that that is another option. And that is one reason why I'm doing everything I'm doing now, because I do want men to be in a position where they feel like where women feel like I can be with. There are more men for me to be with and feel comfortable with who who can support me emotionally, mentally and financially. I think that that's one of the reasons why the, the bamboo project is even here is for that reason. Um, so, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, I think that was it. What, what happened? Did I forget anything with that scene? I feel like I forgot one thing with the scene. Um, he was crying and he was like crying and relieved that he was Oh, I remember the other thing. So, okay. okay. What I remember was. That was that was him explaining what it is to be weak. And that's just, this is my interpretation of him explaining what it is to be weak. I got the vibe that he was saying, like, be a kid. Just be you. That if that's that's if you want to call it like we call that weak, but we all want that. Everybody wants to just be happy because they even tell men, if you smile like if you want to be a super hood dude, if you smile, you're weak. If you laugh, you're weak. If you cry, you're weak. Now, rationally speaking, those things don't make you weak society has deemed those things as making you weak so now you have to ask the question is do you want to be weak do you want to be a person that can express their emotions do you want to be a person that can cry do you want to be a person that can laugh and be happy those are weak things and if you ask yourself do i want to be weak you might say yes so here's the other part of that the guy that was the pedophile that i deem a pedophile right he was strong and i feel as though he, what he was trying to communicate in that scene was you don't want to be strong because to be strong, you have to deal with way more things to get to their strength. You want to be strong? Do you know what comes with being strong? What we deem as strong is 
being able to cope with trauma. That's what strong is. Strong is, okay, I've been punched in the face. I've seen murders. I've been abandoned. I've been raped. I came, I overcame that. They go, oh, you're strong. Like, you're a strong person. But if you lay down a paper and say, hey, you want to get raped, beat up, and seen murders and have your mother killed? Nobody would say yes to that. But you still want to be strong. So now if I ask you, okay, you have a piece of paper. On the left, it says weak. You can laugh. You can smile. You can run around. You can giggle. You can cry. That's weak. Or you can be strong. You have to see your mom get killed. You have to get raped. You have to uh, be locked up for several years in solitary confinement. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? You got to get cheated on? Your friends got to... What? Which one would you choose? Weak or strong? And I feel like that to me was a, a very, very powerful scene. And again... There was another scene after that, which I'll probably talk about next week, because it was just so crazy. Hopefully, there's some more great episodes like that um, in it, because that that whole scene to me was just it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I love I love layers like that. I love to see. I love when you have subtle nuances. I love when you you know the characters, not the characters, the writers put in scripts like that. And another thing too, before I switch to the next topic, I always think this is funny. I think it's very funny. How anime or cartoons in general are usually, if not all the time, I want to. I'm gonna come back to that. If not all the time, more real than reality TV, right? Now you may say, okay, some people may say that's obvious, right? The reason I bring that up is because they try to make it seem as real as possible they even call it reality tv they say this is reality television when in actuality it's the fakest form of entertainment you can get it's it's honestly like i said i personally don't like reality tv my only show that i can say that i really like reality tv wise would be um million dollar listings but even with that I just haven't been exposed to the lies in the show yet. If I find out that they're not really buying these houses, I find out that they're not really realtors. Who knows? They they making up scripts and stuff. I don't know. But what I do know is for the most part, reality TV is fake. And I feel like the reason I bring it up again is because they're pushing it to be real. They're pushing it to be like, this is what it's like out here. You want to be a realtor? This is what you're going to experience. You want to be a, a housewife in Atlanta? This is what you're going to experience. You want to be a, a the husband or the wife of a basketball player this is what you're going to experience and it's like they don't really experience that you have an anime show or a cartoon and they they show you here's an example of that right here's an example of in the in the same episode i'll talk about with the fire force show this they had a kid who was in the show who mind you said there's a church involved they was beating this kid who was in church because he wanted to leave the church and then they uh, the man was like, you want to leave? Oh, oh, you about to get punished, right? So he's beating him. They cut to a scene where the guy is tied, the, the, the little boy is tied to, uh, you know, like his hands are tied above his head. And he, the guy's whipping him. And then he's not wearing a shirt. The man had beat him. I'm like, I'm watching the scene. I'm like, wait, I don't understand. I, I can understand like he getting punished and he's beating him. But why is he not wearing a shirt? Like both of them have shirts off. So then... The man comes to the side. It's a side profile shot. Very important. Very good uh, videography. He goes, 
But do you know what a line? What the, what the specific line was? Bro, the man said, I'm gonna paraphrase because the shit was so crazy. I think he said, I'm, I don't even know the shit was so crazy. He said, I'm gonna pound you from the inside out. Some shit like that, right? Some crazy shit like that. And he had his hand on this boy's chest. And I was just like, is he about to rape him? I'm like, wait, he about to rape this kid in this anime? I'm like, oh my God. What the? I'm like, what is happening? Now, they didn't show none of that, right? But let me ask you this. We know, we know that pedophilia exists. We know it's out there, right? But you can guarantee that you never going to see that on a reality TV show. We know it exists. We know that it exists. But why won't it be on reality TV? If reality TV is supposed to be so real, why are the real actual things that happen in the real world not on there? That's a question. I don't know why. So they got they got to catch a predator. Do they really? They don't show nothing. They just say this man's a predator, and it's like, all right, I take your word for it, because I don't know this. This could all be staged. Because I'm like, they. I think the guy. I remember he's he did an interview on on that guy's station, and he was talking about how. Uh, what do you say? I think he got sued. There's a lot of weird shit. A lot of, like I said, it'd be weird shit. All I know is it'd be weirder than, it'd be more fake than the fake cartoons. Um, so like I said, I think another thing too, parents, I know what I'm going to start doing when I have my kids. I'm going to watch the anime with them. I'm going to watch cartoons with my kids because I want to know. I want to see how they feel about what they see on the television. I'm going to be like, yo, so uh, you just seen that, that man, that man's chest. What do you think about that? Oh, that's, that's funny because my teacher be doing, your teacher be doing what? Teacher be do, doing what? He be doing that to you? All right, we got to go down to this school now. So, you know. Um, but let's see. Uh, you can scroll down to the episode playback. I don't think I'm going to get to the topics of, for the day. Let me see. Let me see. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. But the most important thing I feel like for the topics of the day. No, let me not get to that. Episode playback. We do episode playback right now. Michael Jai White. This is a this is the thing that bothers me. I wanted to bring this up last week. This listen. Yeah, this is yeah, okay. Here we go. It's a one-off sentence more or less. But I think people should pay attention to this. Just look around. I want to have a disclaimer for people. I want y'all to know that. I am not fond of the vaccine. This, this, let me, of this vaccine, right? I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a anti-COVID. I'm not a COVID denier. I believe COVID is very real. I believe that vaccines can help in situations, right? I think they have their use. But I always want y'all to know that I'm not with the shits. So, want to say that um now michael jai white did an interview and i think it's crazy because he said that his his son died of covid no he said there was an article that his son died of covid right but if you watch the interview he talks about how his son was on drugs in and out the hospital and he i believe he even says 
that he was already dying from the drug system, whatever he was going on through his system. I believe he was saying that he was already going to die from the drugs that he was taking and his, his current lifestyle from being a drug addict. But he also caught, caught COVID. So now, would you consider that a COVID death? A person that's already, I don't want to disrespect because I don't know what his drug status was, but a person that was on drugs, who was not living the most healthy life, dies, who, was, who wasn't already, who, who was more or less near death, dies, and then finds that they have COVID. I saw the article after I watched the video, and the article says COVID-19 kills Michael Jai White's child. Michael Jai White's son dies from COVID. And I'm like, that's not what happened. And it's just an I it's just a fragment of what happens on a regular basis. Where just take that fragment and multiply it. And that's what you see everywhere. Where that's mis and you think misinformation is only from one side. That's not what he said. It's not what happened. And you can look it up. You can actually you can look at the interview. It's there from his mouth. And that's not what happens. But a lot of times, what I've been saying on here, what other people have been saying before, is Elon Musk even says the same thing. They are counting deaths of non-COVID related deaths as COVID deaths because you had COVID when you died. That's what it is. Oh, shout out to Jennifer Cash, new subscriber. She is number 639. Shout out to her. I think I'm pretty sure it's her. 969? Yes. What? You said 639. Oh, I'm going to say 69, my bad. Because I'm like, we asked. 969. Listen, we are 31 subscribers away from being monetized. All right. So, intro for last week. I think today I had more energy, but I think I was speaking fast. But I think I had more energy. So I, I brought the energy up, but I also got to remember to keep the speed down. Uh, it sounded like I was reading from a script last week, which I don't like. So I need to see how this one sounds. I tried to fix that a little bit by looking more into the camera, um, by trying to remember the words as opposed to just reading them off the teleprompter. Um, more vaccine stuff, because y'all know how I am about this. Like I said, if y'all are vaccine people who got vaccinated, how much time we got? Because I don't, I don't, I'm just, 110. yeah, 110. Okay, I got a couple minutes. So, Again, I'm not anti-vaccine. My problem is this. This is my problem with it, right? Is that I feel as though now that people have gotten vaccinated, right? There is you now people they feel like it's a me versus them thing. And that's the biggest problem because people like Andrew Schultz which I watched another ep another clip and I, it annoys me it annoys me so much whenever I see it shout out to the YouTube algorithm it annoys me so much when they show me this because I watched the video right and in the video he try he he made a statement right and I I interpret his statement as this is how he feels but he's saying that that is how the vaccinated feel He's saying, well, I got vaccinated, so fuck it. Fuck whatever happens to you happens to you. I don't care. Right? Now, that's that's fine when it comes to the health. When it comes to listen, you don't want to get vaccinated and you die, by all means. That's on you. That that is what it is, right? And I, I understand that too. I'm on I, I agree. If you decide you want to get vaccinated and it helps you, 
it do it do what it do if you decide you want to get vaccinated and it don't help you it is what it is and it, that's just how it goes right what i have a problem with though is when the people who are vaccinated now leave the realm of health where it's no longer about health it's about rights how do we go from the vaccine is supposed to make you healthy to now the vaccine determines what your rights should be. So now the vaccinated have more rights, not not just the right, not just the healthy right. Now they're going to have more rights. You can go here. You can get this. You can do that. You can fly there and go here. Right. To me, that is a very different conversation than listen, if you die, bro, you die. You should have took that shit. You should have took it. Whatever happens, that is what it is. But now you're saying. I can't go to the gym unless I'm vaccinated. You mean the place that would keep me healthy? I can't go there until I get the vaccination? That don't make any sense. Another thing I think is kind of funny too. Right? I think this is, these are these little comical jokes I see that just make me laugh. I was talking to Melissa about this earlier. All the incentives for the COVID vaccine are usually unhealthy. Right? You want a free donut. You want some french fries. We give you a burger for the week, right? You get a week off of work. Now, we go for work one's a different conversation. I'm gonna bring it up in a second. But I think that they just offer offering these things, right? And these are not the things that would make you healthy. So I think that's that's funny to me. Now, I was thinking about this earlier. When it comes to the vaccine and getting the vaccine and incentive to get the vaccine. Does anybody else find it funny that they aren't using incentives that better your life? Because I'll think about this, right? Imagine, listen to this one. Imagine that they said, we'll pay for your school loans <laughs> if you get vaccinated. Can't lie, might have to get a vaccine. If they say, you know what? We'll pay for your school loans and we'll buy you a house. It's like it's like a it's like a um what you gonna call it? It's like a game. The longer I hold out, the better the the prices. Well, that's what you would think. That's but that's not what they're doing. So to me, I'm like, if y'all really wanted people to get the vaccine, and y'all offering incentives, don't y'all think y'all should offer incentives that you know people really it would make their life better? You don't think that would be? You don't think it's funny that they're offering for your for your health? For your health, which they care so much about, they're offering you a donut. They said, damn, we don't want you to die, but get, hit, take this donut, though. Here's a free pizza, but you still got to pay taxes on it, though. You got to pay 8% tax on this pizza, and actually you got to buy a soda with it, too, before you get the pizza. And it's like, what? What? So I can't even get a free pizza? Well, it's free, but with the with the other pizza, you got to buy first, and then the taxes. Other than that, the pizza's free, though. And I'm like, I guarantee y'all start buying people houses. Y'all start... Uh, honestly, paying for trips to go to other countries. If y'all started uh, buying people uh, paying on school loans, it would be a whole different conversation. But that just leads me to, that leads me to believe one thing that is not about the health. Another thing I thought was funny. These are just things I think are just hilarious to me. The same companies that just a year ago, just a year ago, honestly, a year ago maybe even less than a year ago, that were posturing for Black people's rights. We all used to be saying, 
Why all of a sudden this company wants to have a black logo? Why all of a sudden they have a black Instagram promoter? Why all of a sudden they promote this black guy to this position? Why they made this black statement? Why did they make a shirt for black people that says I love black people? Why they do that? Right? Everybody's up in arms. Everybody said, damn. They just posturing. They don't really care. Right? So now you're telling me. What you're telling me is now. Those same companies that didn't care about black people now care about your health. That, right? That's what you're telling me. You really want me to believe that. These same companies, right, that are giving. It's, this is the craziest thing to me. An unhealthy company cares about your health. How does that happen? How does McDonald's now an advocate for health? How does a pizza shop now become an advocate for health? So they're telling me this. I'm going to give you something that's going to negatively affect you so that you can take something that's going to positively affect you. That don't even make any sense. So these are the things that I look at and I go, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, before I uh, leave this, this topic, I'm going to go back to the rights thing because that's the most important thing to me. I don't care if you get vaccinated. I really don't. It's, it's not my business. I don't care. And, and I really, you want to do it, do it. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to kill people because if it kills people, people I love will die. I don't want that. That's stupid. What I do want though, is I want that people to have that. I want people to be upset that the people who are choosing not to get vaccinated are trying to be forced to get vaccinated. I watched another Andrew Schultz episode today where he mentions it, which and it's so crazy to me because I think that he echoes the sentiment of a lot of people where it's, I'm afraid, I was very afraid, I don't wanna get sick, I don't know who to trust, but they said it, it's gonna make me safe, so I took it. Whether I really agree with it or not, I took it and I don't, I can't go back. So I decided that I am going to be on the side of the vaccinated. That's the wrong side. You shouldn't be on the side of the anti-vaxxer either. The side should be do whatever you want to do, right? It's so crazy because I'm like, it's so crazy. I, uh, this is a quote I believe Martin Luther King said. I want to make sure I get this right. An injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. I don't know why. People who are vaccinated think that they are exempt from the government encroaching on your rights and your freedom. How do you figure that? Because of what? Because you listen to them today? The line is going to keep getting pushed to what you listen to and what you don't listen to, right? And what's going to happen is... They're going to just shed more and more people as they get to that. So today you say, you know what, Donovan, I want to get vaccinated. Okay, fine. And I think you should. If you don't, you know, you should go to jail. All right. Got you. What happens when they say, okay, you have to get vaccinated once a month, right? You might go, ah, that's, it's kind of a lot. And I feel like, you know, eh, it's, it's not that bad. It's okay. I'm fine. Right. What happens when they say, all right. You have to be vaccinated every time you go into work. You'll be like, I feel like that's kind of a lot. I feel like I feel like that's a lot. Now you're going to jail. You don't get vaccinated every time you go to work, you're going to jail, right? The craziest thing to me is that if I asked anybody 
five years ago or 10 years ago, what would you do if the government said you have to get the vaccine? There is no way around it and you're going to get it. What would you do? You would probably be like, one, they're never going to do that. Or you would say, bro, I ain't doing that shit, bro. Fuck out of here. Right? Now, my last and final statement I want to say on this topic is if you were to think about now, bear with me because I know how everybody about to get everybody about to go crazy and say, because every time I say something like this, people go, oh, my God, it's not the same. It's not the same. You can't say that. It is not the same. It is a comparison. So I need you guys to sit down and relax. Take a deep breath as I say what I'm about to say, because I know how people are going to get. I know how it is. I know. I know. I, I deal with it all the time. So I know. Here it comes. I know. It's very. I'm very galvanizing. That's what I am. So here we go. How do you people think, how do you guys think the Holocaust started, right? Now you say, this Donovan, oh my God, it's the Holocaust. Oh my God, I can't believe you say, oh my God, right? That's, that's probably what you think, right? How do y'all even think, I don't know. Well, let's go with the white story that we were told. How do y'all think slaves got here, right? Do you... I'm going to go with both. Start off with the Holocaust thing, right? Because I think that one's easier to understand. It's never a sweeping form of action or dictatorship. It doesn't work like that. It, it never happens like that, right? First, you have to segment the population. You got to go, okay, the people that we don't want, we have to be able to brand them as something. Once we brand them as something, we now have to make sure that everybody else in the area doesn't like them so that now we can we can now uh disassociate this person with you we don't want you to feel like you're them we need to make sure that we demonize them and in human and i don't know that's it, if that's the word but we want to make sure they don't see, be seen as human anymore right so now if anybody was to do anything to these people it's like well y'all not me y'all different what the fuck yeah that's y'all for y'all why would y'all do that right now, you can see how that kind of sounds similar to the vaccine thing, right? Now, with the Holocaust, it was branding. They used to wear like a little thing on their arm. You know where you at. Then it was, all right, we're going to put y'all. You have to, because we want to keep everybody safe, because we want to keep everybody away, we want to make sure that y'all stay in this area over here. You know, we don't want, we don't want to do nothing to y'all. We want to make sure that we know where y'all are at. Y'all over here, right? Okay, just come on. We're going to go and bring y'all over here. You go, okay, fine. Everybody's fine. You stay in there. You get there, and now you go, okay, now nobody knows where you're at, right? Things, you know, you don't really have the same access to the same things everybody else has, right? Now you're like, damn, I can't go to the gym. I can't eat food. I can't get in the car. Oh, my life seems kind of trash over here in this area, right? You start getting a little rebellious. Now you're labeled as either rebellious or crazy. And you've already been disassociated from the rest of the population. So now they're like, of course they're fucking crazy. What? They're breaking laws. Do whatever you want to do them. That's how it works, right? So my question is this. This is my question I will ask the people. And like I said, this will be my last question. If you can go back in time right now, what would you tell people before the Holocaust started who were in Germany? What would you tell them? When, they, when you found out, when you, get, you got to Germany... You land it down, you see somebody named Hitler being like, you know what, I think I want to be, I want to be in charge. I think I want to be elected as a government official here. 
How would you stop people from getting incinerated and massacred? How would you stop that? That's my question I'll leave for you guys. Now, uh, I'm going to wrap this up because we are over the limit. All right, guys. Like I said, we'll be back here next week. I got some stuff I didn't get to cover today. Um, you know, we're going to see what happens. We're going to have the, the Airbnb up next week. We're going to have, you know, furnishing. That's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a fun. And honestly, y'all will get to see the Airbnb next week. I, I'll do a, like a tour of the Airbnb property when we're there. You guys can see it. I'll put that in the video for everybody. Um, but if you haven't already, you can go check out our social media. Mine is Donovan Gray. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And you have my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. Now, we have six different projects, all right? We have the food project. We have the music project. We have the fitness project. We have the sports project. We have the clothing project. And we have the Baby Project Podcast, which you are listening to right now. You know what it is. Hashtag Baby Project 2021. We going up all year. You know the vibes. And... With that being said, Bamboo Project out.